Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, everyone. We have two really special guests uh, joining Melissa and I on today's episode. I'm Tanner. And I'm Kate. And these are our two oldest boys, Tate and Tanner, and they are here to give us a message about creating or complaining. And in this episode, what's going to happen as you listen to their story and learn about their business is two things. You're going to realize that you are a powerful creator and you're going to realize that you can create anything you want in your life and uh, or in your business. So a little quick, quick backstory on this idea of create or complain. Yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about this or the fact that Tane Tanner have a, a business. So yeah, br- bring us up to speed. Yeah, I think we've talked a lot about in episodes like we believe in the power of creation, the power to create. And that's a word we use a lot. Um, but it's actually one of our values. You know, you can create or you can complain, but you can't do both. And it started for us a few years ago. We were looking for a theme for the year, that year as a family, as you've heard us talk about in the past. And we happened to be reading a story in uh, in the scriptures, actually, as a family. And it was a story of, uh, there was these brothers, and they faced some some challenges, some trials. Um, And as a result of the, the, the trials and the adversities, one group of the brothers complained, and that's all they could see as a possibility. They couldn't see anything as a possibility. They just complained about their situation. And the other brother just decided he was going to go create and provide for uh, his family. And so in that story was highlighted really clearly like, oh, there's, there's, there's creating and there's complaining. And so I think that year we just came up with this idea of like, yeah, we're creators. And we came up with the phrase creator complain. And we would kind of call each other out and hold each other accountable. And I know that what's interesting for me, that was the year actually I started my business. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm creating this for my family, for my kids. And I think I was the biggest um, benefactor of that that year. I can't tell you how many times that year when I wanted to give up and quit my business that I kept reminding myself like, no, you're a creator. You can create. And when hard things would happen to my business, I wanted to complain. So that's that's the backstory. And it's made a real difference for our, for our family. And what I loved about that story when you read it is both all of the family was in the exact same situation, had the exact same things happening to them, to them, but the outcomes for one brother was so different from the other and nothing was different other than their mindset, their mindset. Yeah. And how they chose to look at it and approach it. So I don't know. That was just really the start of this idea for us was in that story. I'd love to have Tate and Tanner. Well, tell, maybe tell us what, so they have a little business. It's called Creator Complain. And can you guys tell us about it real quick? Mm-hmm. All right. We started Create or Complain um, near the beginning of quarantine around April in 2020. 
And we believe that in any situation, you have two options to create or to complain, and that it's more powerful to choose to create. And we want to spread that message by putting it on on T-shirts and apparel. And when you put on our shirts in the morning, you're not just getting dressed, you're putting on a new way of life, a commitment to create. That's nice awesome. voice. Yeah, it's been really fun working on the mission and the story and the messaging, which I obviously love to do. Um, so tell us a little bit about like, is this really, is this about selling t-shirts for you guys or what? what, what is it really about? I think it's more about spreading the message that everyone's a creator and can choose to create. And we do that in the form of t-shirts and apparel. Yeah. Tanner, tell them, tell them uh, the feedback that Brad gave you guys your first sales call when I kind of put you guys on the spot. Yeah. What was the, what was the feedback and the advice Brad gave you? Um, he said that you, you're you're more selling the message than you are selling the t-shirts. So in that sales pitch, we don't mention the t's the t-shirts that much. We mention the message and the message is like we put that on t-shirts to remind them. Yeah, I thought that was really great advice. So Tate and Tanner um, had the opportunity to to launch this business um, through a really great, you know, who's become a really great friend of mine at the time was a business acquaintance, Scott Donnell. They created this organization called My First Sale, which was inspired to help kids make their first sale with the business. So they had the idea, they had creator complain. And um, so they've done all this amazing work. Like they had set up their website, which we'll link to in the show notes. And we've got a special special discount code uh, for everyone. Um, Cause like Tanner said, you want to wear these, these, these shirts. Like I'm wearing one right now. Like I put it on the morning. It reminds me that I'm a creator. But anyways, they had done all this work, created all these cool designs. And I noticed they hadn't made any sales and I didn't want to like push them. Cause I kind of wanted them to like come up with their own idea, but we're sitting one day in the Sam's club parking lot. Melissa ran in and we stayed in the car cause Indy was asleep. And I was like, Hey guys, I noticed you haven't made any sales. You know what? How you've done all this hard work. Haven't you, why haven't you made any sales yet? And you're like, Oh, we're kind of nervous what to say. And so I was connected to Bluetooth in my truck and I just start calling up a good buddy of mine, Brad, who I'm referencing Brad Martino, And they start dialing his number and Tate Denner immediately knew what was going on. What'd you guys, what'd you guys start thinking? What were you telling me? Hang up. Hang up. <laughs> we're not ready. They're like, don't call him. <laughs> They're like shaking their heads. They're like, dad, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. They're even trying to push the hang up button on Bluetooth. And I was like knocking their hands down. And then, guys, tell, tell us how it went at first when Brad first answered. Um, no one really talked. Tate was like, hello. <laughs> and Dad like, motioned for us to talk, and we I, did a super, super crappy <laughs> sales pitch. Well, I would say Tate did. <laughs> I kind of just cowered in the back of the truck. <laughs> Tanner, I love your honesty. So Tanner slinked down and cowered in the back of the truck. And Tate just went for it. Tate just stumbled. And finally, Brad, uh, I think I jumped in and I was like, I, I was like, okay, you guys have struggled enough. And then, <laughs> but what, what changed for you that day? Like, why did it, well, there was, I think there was a few realizations you guys had that might serve everyone around the Europe. It's so funny to promote the business of create or complain. You guys got to really confront that in your own life. Like, are we going to create? So what came out of that? experience that because I, I think it might serve a lot of people listening that want to do things they want to create so he told us to focus more on the messaging and the mission and the mission of like creator complaint than like selling a t-shirt 
And he gave us some advice on, like, how to start a pitch. And a lot of what we said earlier in the podcast, a lot of that pitch came from that first call probably about nine months ago with him. Yeah, and I remember Tate and Tanner coming home and saying, like, okay, so how do we do that, though? How do we sell the message and the mission? And so what did we do at first, you guys? We practiced. First, Tate hand-wrote. Oh, yeah. We hand we hand wrote a script and then dad helped us edit it. And then we, through trial and error with doing actual sales calls, worked on it. We did a lot of role playing at the dinner table. Oh, yeah. Someone would go ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and then my parents would pick up and we would sales pitch them. <laughs> and then we started calling people. And I think within like two days, we probably called like 20 people. And we made like we made a thousand dollars, eight hundred, yeah, something dollars before. Where at the beginning of the week we had made zero. Well, it'd been months, and you hadn't made one sales call, right? Yeah. And then in two days, yeah. We even kind of well, I'm not sure if Tanner noticed, but there was an email from my first sale um, about a Zoom call to check in on how we were all doing, and. I kind of intentionally avoided it because we hadn't made any sales. You were just kind of embarrassed about it. Yeah. I never knew about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that though. I love that you guys had to confront creating for yourselves in a business around inspiring people to create. What was your first, um, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. What was the hardest call that you did? Sales call. First one. With Brad. I wouldn't say Brad was the hardest. I would say it was either the first one or, in my opinion, it's harder when you know the person because you're kind of pitching them and you, like, know them pretty well. So that might have been one of the hardest ones when Mm -hmm. I know the person. What are some lessons that you guys have learned in – yeah, having a business and picking up the phone and making sales calls and fulfilling orders – my biggest lesson that I've learned, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned, I think, is that procrast- procrastinating only makes things harder. How so? Like, sometimes we would kind of, like, see an order come in and wait, and then we had to, like, and then when it, when we, after we waited a while to do it, we had to like rush and get it done so our customers weren't waiting for like weeks. And you just, a lesson I think I learned was that like when we started, we were waiting and we were like, when we were making zero dollars and we were like, we were like, we were thinking that the orders were just going to flow in. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you have to actually put in the work and do it. That's awesome. Yeah, I think. Creation is an amazing thing, and it is that. It's creation. And I think procrastination and just sitting around waiting for it is completely the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. And what I find in my own life is the more I sit around, the more reason I have to complain as well. It's kind of funny how that works. But when you're out creating, it seems like you complain less. Yeah, it's awesome. I would love to. This is maybe kind of backwards, but we didn't really give you a chance to – Tell us a little bit about you guys. About Can you each maybe tell us a little bit about yourselves, Tate and then Tanner? So I'm 
Melissa and Chris Smith's oldest son, Tate. Mm-hmm. I'm 13. And I like jujitsu, going to the beach, reading, and baking and cooking are some of my biggest hobbies. And, and, and Tate cranks out some mean sourdough, like with his own starter. So this oh. year he got into he got into sourdough and baking and he is really good when we all reap the rewards of his experiments in the kitchen. Of we, his creations. We, we reap what we don't sow. <laughs> <laughs> that was another good thing that came out of quarantine along with our business as a result of the quarantine. Yeah, that's when you yeah, really got into sourdough, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I'm Tanner and I'm 12 and I like all sports. Football is my favorite. I do jujitsu also. I like reading and I like going to the beach. Yeah, Tanner is our, he is up to play any sport, anytime with anyone. Anytime, any place, anywhere. <laughs> Before we started recording, I was asking the boys, um, what what is an example of a time where you could have complained, but you instead chose to create? And I remind, you know, we were talking about different things that they might say. And, and I think one that's really apparent, I guess, right now for me with Tanner is like he said, he loves sports and he was a little hesitant when we were moving to Hawaii that he wouldn't be able to, to play some of his sports. And he was also a little bit nervous about the ocean, but I feel like Tanner has really created new, new things for himself here. Can you tell us a little bit about what your sports have looked like since you've been in Hawaii, Tanner? Mm -hmm. So I still do jujitsu and now pretty much I just boogie board and surf. Yeah. But you've really been able to look at it. Like I've, you're, I've been, I, same with mom. I've been really, really impressed. Like the way you've chosen to look at it is like, yeah, those aren't, I'm not getting to play all the sports I want, but those are my sports right now. That's, that's yeah. how you're looking at it, right? Mm-hmm. Another thing that I, I agree, Tanner was probably the most nervous of anyone in our family about the ocean. And yet now you're one of the most fearless. How did you? Well, I think one of the reasons I was scared of the ocean in the first place was when I went surfing for the first time, I was like in first grade. And I got, like, the waves weren't even that big looking back on it, but they seemed really big to me. And I got, like, destroyed on a couple of them. And ran over by a paddle boarder. <laughs> yeah, I was just cruising, and a paddle boarder just destroyed me. A stinking paddle boarder. <laughs> and then I also don't think – I knew how to swim, but I think I was – I wasn't a very confident swimmer. And so – and that was like my only experience of surfing like in the ocean. Like I'd surfed in California before, but it was mostly just like whitewash. And that was my really only ex- real experience of like surfing out in the ocean. And so I was kind of scared. But when we went and did our first surf lesson, we were with a guy who like really knew what he was doing. And it was and it was really fun. And so that's when my outlook kind of changed. And yeah. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like it reminds me of what you're talking about earlier. Like you can sit on the beach and just hope the sails roll in, if you will, or like, you know, an analogy of life where you can go out and get it. You can paddle out into the unknown a little bit. And it's been awesome to watch you do that. What about you, Tate? The time, any, any stories come to mind where you could have complained or where the idea of creation or being a creator served you? Mm-hmm. So I've done jujitsu for a little over two years now. 
and there's like a promotion a belt promotion system in jujitsu and before you get a new belt you get stripes on your belt and i'd been going for like eight months and i started getting really discouraged because i hadn't gotten a stripe yet and people who had started after me were getting stripes and i almost quit jujitsu but then i decided to keep doing jujitsu and i started going even more and within like a month or two i got my first stripe and then within four months i got two more and then after covid when our jujitsu gym first started up again within a month i got a new belt and now we're i'm doing jujitsu here like two to three times a week and that it's just been really fun and i'm glad i stuck to it you almost gave up something that you now really really love and i remember that was hard because yeah eight months like no stripe and there was a, a lot of complaining right mm-hmm. and i think you came to this turning this like kind of fork in the road, either like, well, I can keep complaining about it and quit or I can actually go more and like really create here. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear Chris, you, I know you've, you've spoken about, about this um, in a like business professional setting before about this idea of creating or complaining. Um, I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. And also I remember a story about a woman who heard this message that it really shifted her mindset um, when she was, it was during, you know, right at the beginning of quarantine and she has a business that she was going to have to, a dance business she's going to have to shut down. Um, and I, I really love her story. I think that really demonstrates the power of this idea. Yeah. Kind of like I said at the beginning, I mean, it, it's had a profound impact on me and my life and, and, and it led to a lot of the success I've had with the campfire fact. And now I think with family brand and that is, it, it really is as simple as Tate and Tanner said. And I think sometimes we want to make it more complicated than that. But it really is as simple as in any situation in life, like COVID, losing your job, your health being impacted, you know, a a relationship that's struggling, your business, you know, has some difficulties, whatever it is. In any situation in life, there are only two options to create or to complain. And it first starts with, I think, your thoughts and your language, right? Like you can have thoughts that are around complaining and you start to use language that's around complaining and then that creates your reality or you start to have you know thoughts that are around well what could i create from this and then you start to use that kind of language and then that becomes your reality so one of the one of my daily affirmations that i try to remember to say every day is one of them is i am a powerful creator and i think that the thing i love the most about this idea of creation is that when you decide to create and really look at your life like a creation and you pick up the pen like you have, like I've talked about before, you, you're also in that moment, you're being 100% responsible for your life. And I think that's where you want to be. You want to be 100% responsible for your life because if you're not, you're leaving a lot of your your fate in other people's hands or in other, situ- you know, in, in, in other circumstances. And so it's one of the reoccurring messages actually to even all of our coaching clients in my business, The Campfire Effect is when we're helping them with their story and their message, it's not just helping them with the story and the message of their like marketing and branding and sales conversations. It's also the story and the message of like their story that they tell themselves. And I think if you look in the world, like everything that we value, everything we love, everything we enjoy, it was created by someone who chose to create. And so I just love hearing stories of people that in 
and I, and I also think it's easier for most of us to create when things are going really well. It's, it's easier to be a creator more than a complainer. I think the real test is when things aren't going well. There's a lot of uncertainty. So yeah, when, when COVID first hit, I didn't, I didn't know how best to serve other people. So I just, I came up with this training that kind of came to me about how to, how to lead in a time of uncertainty. And this idea of creator complaint was a huge part of the message. And I just went out and started sharing it with as many audiences as I could at, for, you know, at no cost, just reaching out, offering it to communities and, and I was able to give it to this dance studio owners association um, because of a relationship I have with Clint uh, Salter, who's an amazing entrepreneur. And this woman just said that that message like really impacted her and said it totally changed the whole outlook of everything she was thinking about with her, with her dance studio and like gave her hope, you know, cause she was getting ready to open the studio in the midst of all this uncertainty. But I think we forget, like, I think that it's easy to forget that you are a creator. I don't think it's like, I don't think the work is to try and become a creator. You already are. Like, it's just reminding yourself of that. Something that that I was reminded of as you were speaking is when quarantine started, you, what you just described was actually you taking that, that idea of creating or complaining and running with it yourself because a lot of, how, what percentage of your business would you say up to that point was generated from going to events and speaking to people and then enrolling them in your program? 95% or more. Like almost all of our business came from physical events. Yeah. So it was, I guess we didn't really talk about it a lot of the time, but it was like a really uncertain time. Like how, how are we going to continue to enroll people into the campfire effect. And so that was, that was you yourself creating instead of complaining. And you, you did awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And I, I, and I would say that I'd never had like, I never had a thought to complain about the scenario or the circumstance, you know, that our business was being completely disrupted. I did have some thoughts around just like nervous and like, okay, uncertainty and maybe a little bit of fear. But I think that that, that, and I think it has something to do with like how often I've thought about that. So I think the time to start, really thinking of yourself like a creator and maybe having a daily affirmation, like I'm a powerful creator and I create, you know, what's possible. The time to start doing that is now so that when uncertainty happens, maybe you're not as, you're not as impacted by it. I also think there's sometimes things we do in life that we don't think is a complaint, but it really is complaining. Like anytime we blame someone else for our circumstances or anytime we blame like society for our reality or the economy, like, that in a, that is a form of complaining. So anything that has us not, you know, willing to be 100% responsible for our lives is complaining. But anything that we're willing to be 100% responsible for is that's creation. There's one more. Um, I love that, Chris. Thank you. There's one more thing I want to ask ask Tate specifically. He had mentioned earlier to me, and then I'll let you and Tanner gives any final, final words to us. But this one thing that Tate mentioned to me earlier is that he's realized through his business and doing his sales calls that how important it is that when there's something that you want, that you ask for it. And he wanted to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I've just done like five or six sales calls today. And I think like three of the people were like, great job just not being afraid to ask and it's a really great skill to be able to 
ask for you for what you want in life. And I think that's true. Like, have you talked about your fourplex before? Yeah, and la- last episode I did I did talk about my fourplex a little bit. But yeah, basically, just how you're saying you, I called and asked the owner, "Hey, do you want to sell your fourplex? Can I buy it?" <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and and just being willing and being brave enough to just call and ask can really help you sometimes. That's so funny, Tate, because I was actually, I didn't, Tate and Tanner and Melissa kind of did some of the, the prep on the notes for the show while I was up doing some business stuff that I was actually going to ask, like, um, that's so funny you brought that up. Tate, Tate and Tanner, do you guys remember how uncomfortable that was at first though? When I, when I told you guys to put in the script, like just to ask, like, would, would you like to buy a shirt for you and your family? What was that like for you at the beginning? It was just kind of was- awkward to just be like at the end. Do you want to buy a shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just kind of weird. And why was it weird? It wasn't weird. I don't know. It's just. But, but yeah, maybe it felt weird. But I just would love to talk about that more. Like, what do you think about that? Because I think well, you're right. You're just asking someone to buy something that you are making, like practically like a salesman walking door to door and asking someone to like, will you buy this thing, even if they might not have ever seen it. And like, yeah. Why do you think it's hard to ask for things like that? Like, why do you think it's hard to ask for the sale or ask someone to mentor you? Or you, you might feel bad about asking for that. Like, you, it might feel like you're pressuring them. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe you're afraid of getting rejected. Yeah, yeah. that was the one that came up for me. Just the fear of being rejected. No one has straight up told me no though yet. Yeah, so that's what's amazing, right? Like, mm-hmm. what have you guys learned about just asking? A lot of times they'll say yes. <laughs> a lot of times, Tate, no one, has anyone told you no? No. Yeah, like, and I'm not saying that's going to happen to everything in your life, but the reality is like, and, and has it gotten easier to ask because you've continued asking? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think that's what's cool about creation and also scary and terrifying sometimes. It's like, like sometimes we have clients in the campfire factory, right? They're like, they're going to do their very first Facebook live ever and share their story publicly. Right. Which is like creation, right? It's putting it out there. And I tell them, I'm like, so don't wait to not be scared before you do it. Cause you'll never do it. You're going to be scared to death. Like right up until you do it. And then you'll do it and realize like, okay, I didn't die. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> same with you guys, right? The first time you asked, you're like, Oh, not only did it work. It's like, I, I- that was pretty easy. Yeah, it wasn't that hard just adding that little extra bit in at the very end. So what do you guys think asking and creation have to do with with one another? How are they correlated? If you never ask, you'll never receive. And so you have to be looking to create opportunities for yourself in your own life. Because like when we first started the business, we weren't looking to create the money. We were just looking for the money to create itself. And money doesn't obviously create itself. So you have to create the money. A little bit of wordplay. <laughs> Boom, Tanner. Mic drop. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and you create the money by asking for it, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be looking to create the money instead of letting the money create itself, which doesn't happen. Yeah. And I think that's creation. Like, like things come to those for who ask for it. And I just, I think we're so afraid to ask. And I know Melissa and I, 
sometimes she probably gets embarrassed about how willing I am to ask for things or like we are different and you've, but you've evidenced by like Tate was just bringing up like the amount of things you've created in the last year that you asked for, but they were scary to ask for. So I'm glad we're bringing this up because I wouldn't have thought about it, but I think a huge part of creation and creating what you want is asking for it. Whether that's asking for it in prayer, asking for it in like meditation and putting it out into the universe and then just asking like, you know, you know, you know, it's required to find a really like successful mentor to mentor you. Like if you wanted to find a mentor, like in a certain asking, you know, it's required to like make sales. If you that business, you've always dreamed of like selling, asking, like, <laughs> if, like if you want to create, you can, and it's, it's asking for it. I think um, I'm sure it's a little different for everyone, but I think that a lot of the same, it's a lot of the same fears though, that would keep you from asking. It's like the fear of rejection, fear of failure, but Being pushy. If, mm-hmm. but I guess if you take a step back and really look at those things, those things are all just obstacles that are just in your head. Like that you can, that would be okay if they happen, you know, if, if someone said no, like it would be okay. And I wouldn't have really necessarily thought about it this way, but I guess the opposite of that would be like, no, I'm not going to ask because I don't want to be pushy. That's actually a little bit of like, kind of like a, it's like a, it's a secret complaint. It's like kind of like a, it's not an outright complaint, but it's like, I'm not going to ask because I don't want to be pushy or I'm not going to ask because I don't want to come off sales here. I'm not going to ask because I don't want to inconvenience them. Then that's to me kind of like a, it's a complaint or an excuse, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, boys, do you have any, any final, final words of advice for us around, around create, creating that you our creator and it's just uh, it's just waiting for you to tap into it awesome. i agree love that tanner anything you want to add to it? deep words with tanner go out there and create <laughs> <laughs> i love it now okay. for our theme song <laughs> <laughs> so uh one of the things we wanted to offer at uh, tate and tanner um came up with a really cool yeah um opportunity for all of our listeners and our guests is um, we'll link to it in the show notes, but you can go to their link, uh, my first sale, and you can type in the search for the creator complaint store. And at checkout, if you enter the word create as uh, the coupon code, you'll get a discount on your order. Mm-hmm. Okay. One final thing I want to add, I keep saying that I feel like is I think it would be important to highlight too, that you guys support a nonprofit mm. and maybe tell us a s- second about your shirts. Yeah, because and you guys support various nonprofits. So you don't have to go into detail about any particular nonprofit, but just talk about kind of that that side of the mission of your business. Yeah. So basically, ten percent of our profits go to a nonprofit, and and they're nonprofits that we think are helping people create and are making a change in the world. Love it. And anything you want to say about the shirts themselves? They're very high quality and they inspire you to create instead of complain. Okay. Awesome. I will say they're super, they are really high quality. They're my favorite shirts. Uh, the men's are made out of cotton poly blend. Next level apparel. Yeah. Next, next level apparel. Cotton poly blend. Kids are really quality too, right? They're, they're Bella and cotton. Bella and canvas. 
Yeah, that was really important. We, Team Tanner, part of the program they did, it was getting a lot of feedback before you create your product about what is important to people. And it was really important to people that they interviewed that the shirts were really comfortable. So that was really high on their, their must, their must have list when they were creating their shirts. So mm-hmm. can I issue one challenge to, to people listening? Yep. I think if you have a hyper focus on this for a short period of time, it can really start to just become part of the culture of your home. And you can just borrow, you know, steal our little saying of create or complain and maybe talk to your family and get into an agreement and just say, okay, we're all going to hold each other accountable that anytime we hear someone complaining, we're not going to get after them and like give them a big lesson. We're just going to say the phrase, hey, create or complain and just do that for a time, like be really hyper-focused on it for a week. And I think you'll start to recognize and, and it goes for everyone. I've gotten called out plenty of times by my kids, (laughs) you know, because it's really easy to slip into complaining. I've gotten, I've been, I've complained a lot too. And I've gotten called out a lot too. (laughs) (laughs) But we have such a great opportunity. Yeah. To, to look at it in a new light about creating. So thank you guys for being here with us. Lovely to have you. And thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Don't forget to create. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.